FM Rewind, Bile 88.1. Area code. Today on my right, we are looking at, at municipalities. Well, a municipality um, is something that you know to be more or less a local government, if I may put it that way. Yes, it is established for a whole territory when it comes to the country and also the executives of the legislative authority of the municipality lies mainly on the municipal Council. So joining us on the line to speak to us about this is um, Sifeziwe Makwaiba, yes, who is a lecturer of public administration at UNISA. Um, Sifeziwe, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Welcome to Area Code. Um, can we talk about the main factors and the influence that comes with um, the formation of local government and municipalities as well? Hi, good morning, Ms. Mwabo. Uh, thank you so much for, and good morning, listeners as well. Thank you for having me this morning. So one of the things which um, affects the, the formation of the local government has been the developmental agenda of the country. As you know, um, for the just before 1994, we were four provinces. And in those provinces, we also had the homelands, which were considered to be independent countries. So with the new local government, they had to consider a lot of issues such as the segregation, the poor development, rural development, you know, um, they had to change the, the financial systems, the governance issues. They had to deal with all that. But the agenda was to have, um, to, to achieve developmental goals, you know, so that there's a better life for everyone. So if I could just speak, for instance, on some of the developmental issues which have been considered, is you can consider things such as deregulation of informal traders in the city of Johannesburg. You can look at um, issues such as service delivery, you know, getting your water and your electricity, your refuse collection. Now, I must also remind you and the listeners that the municipality is not perfect, right? There are still ongoing issues in, in our local governments, you know, governance issues, issues of corruption, issues of leadership, you know, issues of, of the role of traditional leaders in, in, in this the, the development and the governance of the municipality. So, each municipality has got its own issues, but also each municipality has something going on for them. I'll just pause here uh, so that you see if you, you want to ask something. Well, uh, you gave us a mouthful. Um, I'm just going to ask that you switch your radio off for me because there's a bit of feedback um, that we're getting on, on your end. Um, but like oh, I no, said, no, I don't have any radio on. I, I, I'm actually in load shedding and it's just me and oh. my cell phone. Ah, okay, yeah. then, then and um, explains as to why we're getting feedback. Um, but you gave us a mouthful, actually, and a great explanation of that. Can we please speak of um, the role of Cogta or Cogsta when it comes to this? Because you spoke of um, rural areas, you spoke of cities, you spoke of towns as well. But um, what role does then Cogta play when it comes to local municipalities? So, Cogta, and also, also if I'm going to speak about Cogta, I'm also going to have to speak about Salga. So with Costa, it's that intergovernmental um, relationship. You remember, you have to remember, and, and the listeners also have to remember that the municipality, to a certain extent, also gets its mandate from provincial government and from national government because some policies can best be implemented at local level where the communities are. You see, so we speak of like localized development, but the municipality needs oversight, needs funding, needs strategy. So if we look at things like a spatial development framework, this is where now you demarcate uh, the municipalities, you zone out 
municipalities which are supposed to be for for enterprise or maybe um if you look at the northern cape where the the the, the raisins come from there's that oversight which is needed and when you when you also consider Kohta, is the municipality has a framework called local economic development so it's not it has not been easy to implement because it's first of all not easy to to plan for local economic development it's not easy to measure local economic development and also oversight is needed so Kohta then comes in to to provide oversight so does Salga as well although Salga is an association so Salga looks at um, the municipalities, what they need, what they're supposed to be doing, and just give them that oversight. Okta then looks at the intergovernmental relationship from the national government, provincial government, uh, traditional affairs, and, um, and, the, the, and, and the relationship which they're supposed to have, you know, and also just getting strategy from them as well. And finances, I must, I must add. No, you're making perfect sense there. Can we then talk about the structure um, of local government? Okay. So, um, the local government, uh, in South Africa, we have three levels of local government. So, we have the provincial, um, uh, sorry, we have the, um, I'm just I'm just leaving my trail of thought here. Mm-hmm. So, we have our big municipalities, right? The metro The metro, yes. Like, you have your city of Johannesburg, your city of Tuana, your city of Akurilin, your city of Cape Town. Those are the the big ones. Yes. Those are the district ones. And then we have the smaller ones, you know. And metro municipalities have a bigger budget. They have more people. They have larger areas where service delivery must occur, you know. Then you also get your rural municipalities, you know. Perhaps not as sophisticated. Perhaps it's not having as many people. Then we also get now demarcation, you know, where a municipality has a boundary. We try to demarcate uh, municipalities in the sense that if there's suburbs with uh, good revenue, you know, that also the, the municipalities which are uh, maybe within a township community where the revenue generation is not so good, such as property levy, uh, property rates and you know, all that, that uh, money which is collected. If it's not so good, people are not paying rates and the likes of that, then you try and, and uh, demarcate a municipality in a sense that it's beneficial to all, everyone, you know, that a municipality also has good income, right? So then um, within, within that now, there's then the, the service delivery, the provision of water, the collection of refuse, and and that. So that that is where... Then the municipalities, these big ones, these big metros, they have um, MECs, they have a mayor, and those are political heads, right? But the municipality also has a municipal manager. The municipal managers now, those are administrative functions. And those are career bureaucrats. I hope I, I don't offend them. But a municipal manager can hold a role for a long period of time. Whereas a mayor, a mayor is there... Um, has the politics change? If you look at the city of Johannesburg, where you this uh, is, you've had the city of Johannesburg, and it has had so many mayors in a very short period of time, you know. And then there's also issues of so with the mayor's office now, that's the political aspect of it. But then there's the administrative aspect. There's a municipal manager. There's accounting officers. Um, there's internal audits, you know, and all, all those sort of things. So the mayor may also want to say, guys, please, can you consider doing this? Can you consider doing that? 
you know. The mayor's office also will ask the administrative side to say, how far are you with uh, maybe building a new school, you know, or fixing roads, you know, um, supporting entrepreneurs, you know, uh, and, and just the likes of that. So, but now when you get a new, uh, uh, like when, when we have local government elections, and then you find that, the political atmosphere is different in that municipality. Sometimes that has a very negative bearing on service delivery. Because now, if, if, if you can't, uh, for instance, tender, issue out tenders, decide what, what will be a priority, you know, have those, those meetings which are supposed to be had, then that's those service delivery. So in those breakdowns, the politics are also they also play a role, mm. you know, in, in, in service delivery, yes. Speaking of politics playing a role, we are heading to national elections this year and um every yes. four years of course we also we vote. Um in the same way that we would vote nationally, we'd also vote then locally as well. Um which the last um vote that we had, if I'm not mistaken, was twenty twenty two. Come um, the next four, well, four years later from there, we have to select new people in power. Yes. Let's talk about the processes around that. Um, can you please just highlight on it? So in, in those processes, um, we have to, to, when you're voting for local government, this is where also people need to pay attention. You select your, um, your ward councillor, mm-hmm. right? And you also select that ward councillor based on you have to know their competences. You have to know that you know, you have to know who this person is. It, it really helps because this person now is responsible for service delivery within your community, right? So the young people, uh, the middle class, you know, everyone. It's your business to know who your ward councillor is, uh, what's going on within your municipality, what's lacking, where are their offices you need to speak to you know it's very important to go and vote the other aspects of going beyond voting there's something called uh, community participation now i know our communities people feel like ah well they'll just do what they want uh, no one listens to us we've been having people da- illegal dumping in our community and nothing is being done no 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 you have to take people to task you have to take your ward councillor to task and say we, we need you to address these issues. You are our voice. You need to go represent us in Parliament. So you are not completely powerless. And this is, this Ward Councillor is, is an ordinary human being, and you've trusted them. So if you are just voting wire-wire without consideration, you don't even know who it is, you know, you haven't attended meetings, you haven't read manifestos, you haven't listened to the radio to, to, to hear these things, then that's where the issue is. But it's everyone's business. It's not a government problem. The community is equally responsible and the community has a voice. You're speaking of community participation and also knowing your ward council. I agree with you um, when you say that a lot of people don't know them, especially because you just see faces on placards um, during the time yeah. in which people should vote as well. But how can one yeah. encourage it? Because if it seems as though even municipalities don't um, encourage it enough. You only think of your ward councillor when things go wrong within your community. Yes. Um, you, you don't have to think about that word counselor before things go array. You will see placards. Um, I, I remember towards the end of last year, so I, I'm based in Pretoria, and I remember seeing placards around the Fountain Circle, uh, in George Stora Road there in Pretoria, and also in areas such as close to the malls. I could see the placards. I could see, and I, and I said to my husband, who are these people? 
you know. Um, I've never seen those people before. So political parties will put two to three candidates, you know. So you take an interest, you pause as a person, you say, okay, I need to know who this person is. I need to know how to access them, you know. I need to be able to, to, to point out and say there are these issues. I need to... Even I think as a community, if you have forums within your community, discuss these issues. Go through the candidates' reviews. Because ultimately, what is done and not done within your community is there's someone who has to be accountable. And this person must be spoken with, you know. And, and when, they are, when there's a call for a meeting, you go there. You know, when parties are, prevent, are presenting their manifestos, you attend and, and you, you engage. Yeah. And then, of course, also, you could also write a letter to your mayor or to your municipal manager. You know, you, everyone knows where the municipalities are because you pay rates, you know, you pay, you need a water and electricity connection, you know, you go pay your bills as well. So you should have an idea of where your municipality offices are. And then you also speak to your neighbors. You know, because after all, we are people who live in communities. Well, we just got a little bit of time left. But before I let you go, can we talk about the recent um, reforms or changes in local government policies and administration, if there have been any in place? Okay, so at the moment, we are going towards the professionalization of the public service, you know. Um, and that is where we want to to make sure that with the professionalization, it means that there's capacity. So that's the skills, um, the expertise, the experience. Um, so that, that that's one of the reforms which we are, um, which are, which which is, is being uh, pushed forward. And also there's the, the demarcation. Um, that is also another aspect which is uh, being being reconsidered once again. You know, and there's also well, there's also these changes which uh, I want to. Um, perhaps I can talk about this at some other time. But there's also some communities are doing what I call community-led service delivery. Yes. You know, this is a community which decides our water is not purified, our water is, is um, water quality is not good. So we as a community, we are going to find our water engineer, we are going to contribute finances, and we are going to, to purify our own, own, own water. So you are getting more and more cases of these around the country. And this is not just affluent communities, you know. There are communities which have repaired their own transformers, you know, because, well, we, we have not had electricity for two weeks. There's communities where people are doing refuse collection, unclogging pipes, you know. And also there's that issue of the administration where um, the community can go to court and put their municipality and administration applies to, to have the municipality dissolved. So those issues are becoming more and more prevalent, you know. And also, there's also been a, a wider scope of prosecuting corruption within local government, you know. But the main reform is really the professionalization of, 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 of uh, public service in general, you know. And we are optimistic that local government will also benefit from that, you know, especially around the skills development. Look here, I hear exactly what you're saying, and I must say, I find it very interesting because not a lot of people knew that you could take it upon yourself to make your community better. A lot of people are still waiting um, for municipalities and for governments to do things for them as well. So thank you for enlightening us on that one. Well, the conversation could go on, however, we are out of time. (laughs) um, But I'm sure... 
I hope to have you back soon to speak more about such things as well. Sfeziwe, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Kamohelo, and I want to wish you and your listener a fantastic day. Same to you. Well, the voice you're hearing on the other end is that of Sifeziwe Mkwaiba, and she is a lecturer in public administration at UNISA, teaching us about local municipalities, metros, as well as district municipalities. And did you know that you could actually place your own municipality and administration as a community? There are so many things that we yet to learn concerning that. Area code FM Rewind, file 88.1.